We're looking tonight at uh, Matthew chapter 5. Matthew, I'm sorry, Matthew chapter 6. <clears throat> Matthew chapter 6 and uh, verse 5, 6. We're going to start right there. And uh, we're going to be in a couple of different places tonight. So uh, we'll be in Matthew chapter 6. We'll be in Luke chapter 11. And we'll be in... Luke chapter 18, Brother Sammy. <laughs> texted Brother Sammy, told him I might need a couple extra minutes tonight. Uh, have, have just a lot of, not a lot of notes, but there's a lot of scripture tonight to be able to look at this. And I just titled this lesson tonight as their second lesson is uh, what Jesus said about prayer. What Jesus said about prayer. Let's, uh, let's start this thing with prayer. How about that? Just uh, pray with me. Father, we... We thank you for your word. We thank you for just allowing us to be able to be here tonight. Lord, help us to be able to, to understand your word, Lord, but help us to be able to put your word in our hearts and in our minds. And as we leave here, Lord, help us to be transformed through your power. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> what Jesus said about prayer. Now, last week, you know, I, I mentioned that the disciples, they came to Jesus and they said, you know, of all the things they could have asked Jesus for, they said, teach us to pray. You know, they didn't, they didn't ask Him to teach us how to, how to, you know, take just a few fish and make, make thousands and feed 20, 30,000 people. They, they said, teach us how to pray because the one thing that they knew was that God is a powerful God and that Jesus had, he was doing these things, he was, he was performing, he was doing all these miracles, but they knew that it had something to do with his connection to the Father, is how all this was, was being done. And, I mean, Jesus being the Son of God, being that he's God in the flesh here, but he, he was, he had this, all these things that was going on, he was doing those things, through this connection with the Father. So, you know, in titling this, you know, as far as a, a dynamic connection to a powerful God, we have the same prayer that the disciples had when they started praying, and this connected us to, it connects us still today to a powerful God. And I just want to look at, uh, we're, we're, <laughs> we're going to be all over the Lord's Prayer. I know... Um, I know when when I was in high school, that's been back some time ago. Um, we had we had prayer before the game, before practice, and before games, and and it was always the Lord's prayer. We would just recite this prayer. Uh, Terry, y'all, you know that I don't know anybody else that happened in, in anybody else's life in high school um, that we we did that. Kyle's raising his hand. Thank you, Kyle. I saw that hand back there. Um, so there's nothing wrong with reciting this prayer, but, but it goes deeper than just reciting that prayer. Um, we're going to get to this. <laughs> but what I want us to be able to do is I, I want us to be able to, to build this house, that, that these lessons around prayer. And what we're going to do, Terry, is we're going to black it in. You know what blacking it in means. This is, if you've ever framed a house, we're going to black this in. So... 
Last week was an introduction. Tonight we're going to be looking at what Jesus said about prayer and about certain things about, about prayer. And then next week, I'm so looking forward to next week because next week is about faith, about where our faith comes in our prayer life. Uh, very interesting stuff. So let's look real quick. Chapter 6 of Matthew, verse 5, it says, um, and we'll deal with this point number one tonight, only two points tonight. Uh, number one, don't pray to be seen and heard. Now, Brother Sammy, I told you the other day that I titled this lesson here, Hey, You're Doing It Wrong. I changed that to what Jesus said about prayer because I didn't want it to be so negative. But it really was one of those things of these guys, not the disciples, but what they were seeing through the Pharisees' lives and their prayer, they, they knew that there was a stark contrast between the way the Pharisees were praying and the way Jesus was praying. So that's why they ask him, you know, teach us to pray because <laughs> something about the way they're doing it, it's wrong. And it, it even looks like it's wrong. And Jesus says in, in verse 5, he says, And when you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrites. Now, he, he tells us here how the hypocrites did it. And he says, For they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the corners of the streets. So this was a thing of, and we're, we're going to get to this in just a minute, this was a thing of pride. They, they, wanted, to, they wanted a sense of just to be seen and heard. And, 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 they, would, and they would pray, and that, that's the reason that they would do it. And the rest of that verse says, that they may be seen by men. So they prayed not to have a connection with the Father, but they prayed to be seen by other people and for other people to think they were, they were something because they could pray a prayer, and, and actually not just a prayer, but they could pray this long, eloquent prayer. Anybody ever heard a long, eloquent prayer? Have you ever prayed a long, eloquent prayer? <laughs> Terry says no. <laughs> Brother Sam, you ever prayed long, eloquent prayer? I won't ask that. I, I, texted, uh, I texted Kenny Morris the other day and told him when I was studying through this, I texted him and I said, you know, I never did get a chance to tell you this. I said, I should have, but I said, I appreciate your prayers. Uh, Kenny would pray, or I guess still does, but he would, out of Crooked Oak, uh, he, <laughs> I'd ask him to pray and dismiss it. And man, he would just, it was just, where the rubber meets the road prayer and sometimes it was them you know it was just it was like wow you know i <laughs> can't believe you said that in prayer but he he just he just prayed and it's the same thing I, I love it when when somebody's just being real with god and 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 they're just praying from the heart i love to hear a new christian pray because they're praying from the heart and they Man, they'll mess a prayer up as far as what we think a prayer is supposed to be. Well, you're not supposed to do that. You know, you're supposed to end it with in Jesus' name. And you, you know, you go through all this thing about how, this, how everything is supposed to be. But man, a, a, a brand new baby Christian, I love to hear them pray. I, I really do. It was the total opposite of what the Pharisees were doing. And the, the last of that verse, Jesus says, Assuredly, I say to you that they have their reward. They have it now. That's what he's saying. Their reward is now. And verse 6 says, But when you, when you pray, go into your room, 
And when you have shut your door, pray to your Father who is in the secret place, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. So there's a stark contrast between the way Jesus says that we ought to pray, and really it comes down to this. Prideful prayer or humble prayer. That's, that's what, he's, that's what this, is, this is coming down to. Matthew Henry says that there's two main faults with the, with the Pharisees' prayers and the hypocrites that, that, were, that Jesus was talking about. Number one, they were prideful. And they prayed, they prayed in vain. They prayed for them to be able to gain the glory. And number two, they, they prayed in vain repetitions. And we'll talk just a little bit about that. Let's go to prideful. Let's look at prideful. They, they stood in the synagogues. So they would, they would come to church, and, they would, and they would, when they would pray, man, they would stand, and they would, they would just pray the, these prayers that was, that was just dynamic. You know, just hearing them, they would pray it. They would pray. And, but, and they, they would do it on the street corners, too. But you go back, and you say, well, why, why, were, they doing it, why were they doing it that way? They would stand, meaning it was a, it was a sense of pride then. And I know we've, we've discussed last week about how, you know, when we pray, um, a lot of times we, we stand now, <laughs> you know. Uh, Brother Samuel would say, well, Brother Terry, stand and dismiss us. Or just dismiss us. And most of the time, you're going to stand up. And it's just a sign of respect and, and love for God is the reason that we do it. But they, they didn't do it for that. They did it because they were prideful. Um, Matthew 6, 2 says, says, Therefore, when you do a charitable deed, do not sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may have glory from men. You see, they just wanted to be seen. So this is where they had prideful prayer. They had it in places and synagogues and streets. And the second thing is, they, is the posture. We talked just a little bit about that. I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on this. But they, they did it standing. And it was a sense of pride. Then they did it to show authority and power in front of other people. You see, other people, they, they would look at those they would look at the Pharisees and they would look at the, the hypocrites that Jesus called them, and they would they, they wanted them to think that they were something. They were connected to God because they could they could pray in public. And does anybody have trouble praying in public? Raise your hand. Raise your hand. If you have pr trouble praying in public, okay, let me just go ahead and admit I have trouble praying in public. <laughs> I do. I will. I mean, Brother Sammy called on me last time. He well, last time he called on me to pray and dismiss the service. I was talking with, uh, <laughs> I was talking with Jennifer Rash. Got me in trouble, and she turned around and she said, sitting back there, she said, "He called on you," and she said, "I'm so sorry." <laughs> but anyway, that, that, and then I had to gain my composure and had to pray out in public. But uh, but they 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 prayed these. These, the ways that they did so they could show authority and power in front of other people. And Jesus talked about, you know, he talked about the places, he talked about the posture, and he talked about the product of their prayer or what they got from prayer. He said they get it right now because they get the recognition right now. But he says, not you. He says the Christian's product and the result 
is in private most of the time. Now we pray as a Christian now, we pray in public some, but where Jesus is going with this, He says when you pray, go into your room. Now that doesn't mean for us to never pray out in public. I mean, don't take that extreme, but one of the the things that he's he's talking about here is um, Matthew Matthew Henry said, said this about, he said, show me a prayer prayer that prays in church only and not in not privately and i will show you a prideful christian or at least a christian that does not understand prayer somebody that just wants to be pray to be seen and to be heard um vain repetitions so that was the pride vain repetitions is the next one they prayed long (laughs) prayers and they were normally from that was that was really the norm from scribes and pharisees listen to listen to this mark chapter 12 verse 38 we'll read through the first of verse 40 it says he said also or he also said in his teaching beware of the scribes who want to go around in long robes and who want greetings in marketplaces and the best seats in the synagogues and the places of honor and ba- at banquets and listen to verse 40. They devour widows' houses and say long prayers just for show. Isn't that a strange verse? They devour widows' homes or widows' houses and say long prayers. One of the things that was going on at this time is these, these folks were actually, they could, they could write, I mean, they were, they were educated. And legal documents, they would, these scribes would create legal documents. And if, if a widow ever, ever lost her husband, some of the times these scribes would come in to these widows and they would write these documents to where they, the scribe, actually took control of the widow's homes and livelihood. And that's, that's all she would have had. And they actually stole from them. I mean, it's really a bad picture that, that they're painting. I'll, I'll just read you this. Uh, MacArthur, uh, John MacArthur says, Jesus exposed the greedy, unscrupulous practice of the scribes. Scribes often served as estate planners for widows in which he gave them the opportunity to convince distraught widows that they would be serving God by supporting the temple or the scribes' own holy work. In either case, the scribe benefited monetarily and effectively robbed the widow of her husband's legacy to her, long prayers, and the Pharisees attempted uh, to flaunt their piety by praying for long periods. Their motive was not devotion to God, but a, a desire to be revered by the people. Now, I share that with you about, about the widows because of chapter 18, when we get to chapter 18 of Luke. We're going to look at some of that. And I want you to remember what I read about here. But it just goes back again. It goes back to a prideful prayer. And it goes to a long prayer. Anybody ever been in a service when somebody prayed for a long time? Do you go to sleep, Terry? <laughs> Almost. Almost went to sleep during long prayer one time. Um, I, I think that's why kids have a hard time staying awake during the church service, Brother Sammy. It's because these, you know, maybe, maybe it's the long prayers. I don't know. But, uh, huh? 
had to reheat the food before. <laughs> I've heard that story. I was going to share that, but... I, <laughs> Brother Sammy said it's true. I, yeah, I'm not going to share that. I'll let Brother Sammy share that one day. Um, when we pray, we need to pray real prayers to improve our connection to a living God for direction, or we need to be able to praise Him in our prayers. Jesus is saying, don't just pray to be seen and heard. So that's number one. Number one, don't pray just to be seen and heard, or don't pray to be seen and heard. It's, there's more to it than that. Number two, don't neglect prayer for needs. Now that seems strange to us because that seems like what... We, we, we pray a lot of times for needs. It seems like that's, you know, when we, when we hit our knees and we're praying, that, that's a lot of times that's, God, I need this, I need this, I need this. It's just a, it's just a list of stuff that we need. And we're going to learn in this, it's, it's not a formula, but, it, but it's a pattern. It's a, it's a uh, model for us to be able to pray. Maybe in a couple of weeks we're going to start looking at the Lord's Prayer. But I want to cover just a couple of things uh, b- before we do that, so let's look at Matthew chapter 6, verse 8. It says, Therefore, do not be like them, for your Father knows the things that you have uh, need of before you ask Him. In this manner, therefore pray. So, and then he goes in, he's going to go into the Lord's Prayer, what we know as the Lord's Prayer. God knows our needs, but Jesus here says to pray for God to provide those needs, even before you ask Him. He knows what we need, but Jesus still says that we're to ask Him in prayer for those needs. This goes against what some teach. Some teach or believe that, and uh, I've had this discussion um, recently, and I can kind of see how, how some people will see this, but... When I read the Bible and I study the Bible, it, listen, I know that God has a will and, 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 and things are going to work out. He's sovereign and He has a will, but He's put this in here for us to do. So, I mean, some people will tell me, well, I don't, I, I don't have to pray because it's just going to happen anyway. And, I mean, there's an error in that, but there's, there's an error in just asking God for a cheeseburger too or, or you know, with pickles and and onions, or, or praying, praying for stuff really that really doesn't matter, you know, a whole lot. But uh, so somewhere in between that is the river of right. But some people believe that God controls it all, and He's going to give me what I need either way. God may very well do that if it's a sovereign plan. But all through the Bible, God requires His people to ask. Let's look deeper at what Jesus says about this. And by the way, while I'm thinking about it, Jesus prayed a lot. He prayed a lot. Now, let's look, if you will, at Luke chapter 11. Luke chapter 11. There's two stories. There's two stories here as, as, as we end here tonight. Uh, about Give me ten more minutes. Um, as we look at this and, and we... There's two stories that I, <laughs> I love both these stories. Um, both of them are very similar in nature. They're, they're in different spots. One of them's in Luke 11, one of them's in Luke 18. 
But look with me if you will. And we're gonna, I'm going to just read through these, these two stories and then we're going to come back and I'm going to give you just a couple of things to be able to note on these two stories. Luke chapter 11, verse 5 through 8. Now I'm going to be reading this out of the CSB. So if you, if you don't have that, um, you want to look at the screen. I think Kyle's got the CSB on, on the screen. Um, verse 5. He said to them, suppose one of you has a friend. This is, after, this is after the Lord's Prayer as well. This is during the same time, but in, in, in Luke's uh, writing. He says, uh, suppose one of you has a friend and goes to him at midnight and says to him, Friend, lend me three loaves of bread, because a friend of mine on a journey has come to me, and I don't have anything to offer him. And then he will answer from inside and say, Don't bother me. The door is already locked and my children and I have gone to bed. I can't get up to give you anything. And I tell you, even though he won't get up and give him anything because his, he is his friend, yet because of his friend's shameless boldness, he will get up and give him as much as he needs. And Jesus goes on and, and, and later in... in uh, in that and he goes on he says this is the way this is the way you should pray this is one of those those ways that you should pray uh luke chapter 18 verse 1 we're going to look verse 1 through 8 it says and now he told them a parable on the need for them to pray always and not to give up you see it's kind of the same thing that was going on here uh this this friend that came to this friend that came to him in, at night in the middle of the night and was asking for three loaves of bread. Well, now he told them the parable of the need for them to pray always and not give up. There was a judge in a certain town who didn't fear God or respect people. And a widow in that town kept coming to him saying, Give me justice against my adversary. For a while he was unwilling. But later he said to himself, even though I don't fear God or respect people, yet because this widow keeps pestering me, I will give her justice so that she doesn't wear me out by her persistent coming. And the Lord said, listen to what the unjust, said, unjust judge says. Will not God grant, me, grant justice to his elect who cry out to him day and night? Will he delay helping them? I tell you that he will swiftly grant them justice. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? That's the last thing I want to talk about is faith. That he, he, Jesus gives us this scenario here, and then he plugs in at the very end. He says, but what about faith? And we're going to talk about that next week. So in looking at this, I want you to, I want you to just write down or, or maybe just look at the screen on this. Three different things that I want you to notice about what's going on here in these two stories. And Jesus tells us to be able to pray this way. Number one, pray with shameless boldness. <laughs> Anybody ever prayed with shameless boldness? Look, look back at uh, verse 8. Look back at verse 8 of, of Luke chapter 11. He says, I tell you, even though he won't get up, and give him anything because he is his friend. So it's, he didn't get up and give him what he needed because he was, he was friends with the guy. Why did he get up and give him what he needed? 
kept, he just kept asking. He just kept asking and kept on and kept on and kept on. He prayed, he, he said, it says here, yet because of his friend's shameless boldness, he will get up and give him as much as he needs. <laughs> it's just like the unjust judge, wasn't it? The unjust judge was like, this woman's she's pestering me to death. I think that's why she's pestering me. And she just keeps coming back and keeps coming back. Jesus says to pray with shameless boldness. And the reason I'm using CSB tonight is because I, that the way that is uh, translated, that shameless boldness really captures what that is. Um, there's several different, almost in every, in every translation that we use, it's translated a different way. But when it comes down to it, that is, that is the best way to be able to translate what Jesus is saying there, is pray with shameless boldness. Now, what, what is that? What is shameless boldness? Exactly. Exactly. I'll give, you, I'll give you an example. This is not a prayer example. Years ago, Gina, Gina and I, she talked me into buying a four-wheel drive pickup. Um, she wouldn't have it any other way. She, she wanted to go mud riding, and, and so we went out and we bought a four-wheel drive, just an old beat up four-wheel drive pickup and uh we went off over and close to the forest one night and there was a whole bunch of people that went with us and they drove all their four-wheel drives and we stayed over there all night and we played and we mud you know we rode in the mud and we just got nasty and it we, it was just it was it was awesome you know it, it was great and uh so it get, got to be about midnight one o'clock and we we started in and, uh, and we were coming down over by Orange, by Orange Church, coming back towards East Franklin on whatever that road. I can't remember what number that road is, but, but it, it, was, it was right there as you dip down in, into that, in that low where you used to be able to turn and go the forest that way, come back up the other side, and one of the guys that was with us, his, his Jeep or whatever he was in, it started running hot. And we had to pull over. Everybody pulled over, and... and we were trying to figure out, and, and he, had, he didn't have a lick of antifreeze in that radiator. And there we were on the side of the road, you know, and we were like, and finally he said, I think if I had some water put in there, I think, I think I'd make it home. So we look up, and there's a house up there. And it's 1 o'clock in the morning, and we start trying to decide who's going to go ask, who's going to go knock on that door <laughs> to be able to, to ask that guy if, if we could get some water out of his water hose. And uh, one of the guys drew the short straw, and he said, well, I'll, I'll go, you know. So he's, he goes and he, so that's, that's shameless boldness. When you, when you walk up to somebody's house at 1 o'clock in the morning for fear of being shot around here, you know, uh, you just sometimes you just have to, sometimes you just have to swallow hard, Terry. And pray with shameless boldness. I mean, there there's certain things that you just you just need to be able to. Lord, this is it. <laughs> there there is no other way. This is this is shameless boldness. Number two. Pray in a specific way. Jesus said to pray in a specific way. Now 
Let's look back at the, at the story, or you don't have to look back at it. We don't have to put it back on there. But the friend came to the other friend in the middle of the night, and he asked him for how many loaves of bread? Did anybody read that close? He asked him for three. Why didn't he ask him for two? He needed three. <laughs> right? That's why he didn't ask him for four. That's why he needed three. <laughs> Jesus said, pray specifically. When the widow come to the judge, she was very specific because she come, there were legal documents that was going on. There was something very specific that she had been done wrong. I believe she, she had been done wrong by scribes that were probably trying to take her house away. But whatever that was, she kept coming back to the judge in a specific way. So number two, pray in a specific way. I remember when, when God was calling me in, in the ministry, I prayed with a, in a specific way. <laughs> I really did. I, I, I just prayed, God, you, 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 if, if you want me to be involved in this, if whatever it is that you want me to do, you're going to have to speak to me in a specific way. This is, God, it's going to have to be a, a burning bush situation with me because, Lord, you know I'm not real smart and I can't read between the lines and I, you know that you're going to have to be real simple with me. And God was real simple with me. <laughs> Brother Sammy left out to go to Vina and preach a revival. And he got uh, Brother Gene Baldwin to come preach. And Brother Gene preached the sermon. You know what he preached? I, I was so happy Brother Sammy was gone. I was so sick of him preaching to me every Sunday, every Wednesday night. He was preaching to me about this. And, and <laughs> I thought, Brother Gene, man, he's, he's such a good preacher. We're going we're gonna to listen to Brother Gene and I'm going to get a break. And man, he turned over there to Exodus and he preached about the burning bush. Specific. Specific. They were, they were specific. So pray with shameless boldness. Pray in a specific way. And last, pray with persistence. Luke 11, verse 8. 11, verse 8 says, I tell you, that even though he won't get up, you know, he says, yet because of his friend's shameless boldness, and he just kept coming back to him. And then in, in Luke chapter 18 and verse 5 says, Yet because this widow keeps pestering me, I will give her justice so that she doesn't wear me out by her uh, persistent coming. <laughs> I was reading J. Vernon McGee's commentary on this, and, he, and, and I looked it up, and it's, several, it's this in several different places. But the wording in, in this verse talks about this woman coming to this judge and punching him in the face and giving him a black eye. That's, that's what she said. She keeps coming back and she's going she's to wear me out. She, she's just going to keep, keep at me until she just you know, <laughs> she punches me in the eye, I guess. I don't, but it was, it, was that, it was that type of thing. But, but she just kept coming and kept coming. I asked Sharon if I could, if I could share this, um, and she was good with it. But I, for years, for years, I, how many times have I heard Sharon ask 
prayer request and pray for Angela and to pray for Jennifer. Ever, since, we, since we were coming to this church, Sharon would pray for them. Pray for them. Pray for them. And just persistent, persistent. Almost, it seemed like, you know, in thinking back now, thinking it, was, it would seem like every service she would say, pray for my daughter. Pray for my daughters. Pray for my girls. Persistence. I, I, I like what this, we, you can read this in a New Living Translation, Luke chapter 11, verse 8. It really makes a lot of sense in this, but it's, verse 8 says, but I tell you this, though he won't do it for his friendship's sake, talking about the friend again, if you keep knocking long enough, he will get up and give you whatever you need because of your shameless persistence. Talking about the friend. And then Luke 18, talking about the, the, the woman and the judge again. Luke 18 in the New Living Translation, verse 4 and 5, it says, The judge ignored her for a while, but finally said to himself, I don't fear God or care about it, people, but this woman is driving me crazy. I'm going to see that she gets justice because she's wearing me out with her constant request. Now Jesus is not saying that, that God is unjust like the unjust judge. But what he is telling us, pray with persistence. Pray with boldness. Pray in a specific way. When, we, when you pray, pray in these ways. And we come to him. And the last thing that I will mention is pray with faith. Pray with faith. We're going, we're going to talk about that next week. So I'm not going to get into that tonight. I'm so excited about next week. About this, the faith that in our prayer. <clears throat> now what happens? I, I put, I think Kyle put the outline last week out there on, so Michael Peppers came to me last uh, Sunday. He said, hey, he said, there's one thing that you didn't put down here. Does God answer prayers? You put yes, no, and sometimes wait. He said, there's another one. And I said, well, let's hear it. <laughs> If there's another one, I, he said, sometimes he says, my grace is sufficient. And I said, well, <laughs> he's standing outside listening probably. I said, well, it's, it's, it's kind of the same thing as no, or, or it's kind of the same thing as no, you know, in my opinion. He said, well, maybe. <laughs> but, but he brings up a good point. Sometimes, sometimes God says, my grace is sufficient. Paul prayed this. He, he prayed in first or Second Corinthians chapter twelve, verse seven says, especially because of the extraordinary revelations. Therefore, so I would not exalt myself. A thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to torment me, so that I would not exalt myself. Concerning this, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it would leave me. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is perfected in weakness. Therefore, I will most gladly boast all the more about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may reside in me. You know, Paul came to Jesus. He says he came to him three different times. He didn't just pray once and leave it alone. Whatever it was that he was going on, and we don't know what this was. 
But, but he kept coming back, and he kept coming back, and he kept coming back. And then finally God answered the prayer, and he says, my grace is sufficient. There, there's, there's certain times where, where the answer is yes, and, and then there's times when the answer is, is no. And then, like I said last week, sometimes the answer is wait. Now, I don't know what you're going through tonight. I, I really don't. But I ask Kyle, if, we, if we've got time to be able to do this, I ask Kyle to be able to play a song and we'll end. And I just want to give you time to pray. Um, you can come up here and pray if you want to. Uh, the, you know, come up here, pray at your seat if you want to pray. But I want to ask you tonight, there may be something that you're going through and you've been praying, you've been persistent in your prayer, and you've been specific in your prayer, but nothing's happening. Sometimes God just says, my grace is sufficient. So I want, I want you to listen. This is one of my favorite songs. It's called Even If. It's by Mercy Me. And I can't think of the guy that the, the lead singer is. He, he wrote this about his son. His son had a sickness. And he prayed for, for the sickness. He was, he was diabetic, bad diabetic. And he prayed for, for this sickness to go away. But he didn't. It, it didn't. And the name of the song is Even If. He says, Even if my hope is still in you. I think God wants to get us to a point in our life to where we're like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. That we come to God with specific requests. That, that we pray to Him. That we talk to Him. We communicate to Him. But we, we, we do understand and know that sometimes we don't know, like, like the, those Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego told, told the king, we don't know if God will save us, but He, he can. He says, but we will not bow down. And we may be going something, going through something. God wants us to be in a position where we won't bow down to anybody but Him. That we will trust Him. Bow if you will. Let's just listen to the words of this song. And if you want to come pray, come pray.